Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Hello and welcome once again to the PC Speaking Podcast. Today we are in day 39 of our Through the Bible in a Year series. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm the pastor here at Hinterland Baptist Church in Rurungaree, Queensland, Australia on the Gold Coast. And I am your host. We are reading from Exodus 29 through 30 today. And in the New Testament, our readings from Matthew chapter 26. We've been looking at uh, the construction of the tabernacle, some of the furniture, uh, the garments of the priests. And today in Exodus 29 is where God gives uh, instructions for consecrating Aaron and his sons as priests. And it details out the rituals for doing so. And it's not a small thing. It emphasizes the significance of their role as mediators between God and the people of Israel. And there were some very strict requirements placed on that in the Old Testament. In moving on to Exodus 30, God gives uh, instructions for the construction of the altar of incense and the requirement of a half shekel ransom for each person in the community. Uh, um, which is atonement money and is given part as part of the, the census in Israel. And then we move over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 26. The leaders in Israel plot together to kill Jesus. And Judas agrees to betray Jesus. And Jesus shares the Passover meal with his disciples. And of course, they don't really understand what's happening at the moment, but Jesus is foreshadowing his coming sacrifice at that meal. And in doing so, he institutes the ordinance of communion, which obviously Christians still carry on today. The bread and the fruit of the vine or the grape juice or the wine or whatever it is, depending on your particular theological bent, it the important thing is, is it symbolizes the body and the blood of Jesus Christ in the establishment of a new covenant between God and humanity. And after this, um, after the, the Passover meal, the last supper, Jesus prays fervently in the garden of Gethsemane. And in that prayer, you know, he demonstrates his submission to God. And, and you know, despite the emotional turmoil that he must be going through before his arrest. It's hard to imagine what that would be like knowing what is about to happen. And as we read today, consider that. What was it like for Jesus in the last few hours leading up to his arrest and crucifixion? All right, let's go to our reading. We'll start in Exodus chapter 29 and finish up with Matthew chapter 26, and then we'll come back here and... Uh, Give you a few devotional thoughts and meditations for the day. Exodus 29, verse 1. This is the thing that you shall do to them that make them holy, to minister to me in the priest's office. Take one young bull and two rams without defect, unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil. You shall Make them of fine wheat flour. You shall put them into one basket and bring them in the basket with the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of meeting 
and shall wash them with water. You shall take the garments and put on Aaron's tunic, the robe of the ephod, the ephod in the breastplate, and clothe him with the skillfully woven band of the ephod. You shall set the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. Then you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. You shall bring his sons and put tunics on them. You shall clothe them with belts, Aaron and his sons, and bind headbands on them. They shall have the priesthood by a perpetual statute. You shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. You shall bring the bull before the tent of the meeting, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull. You shall kill the bull before the Lord at the door of the tent of meeting. You shall take the take of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger, and you shall pour out all the blood at the base of the altar. You should take all the fat that covers the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them and burn them on the altar. But the meat of the bull and its skin and its dung, you shall burn with fire outside of the camp. It is a sin offering. You shall also take the one ram and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. You shall kill the ram and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it around the altar. You shall cut the ram into its pieces and wash its innards and its legs and put them with its pieces and with its head. You shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. You shall take the other ram and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tip of the right ear of his sons and on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot and sprinkle the blood around the altar. You shall take the blood that is on the altar and of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and on his garments and on his sons and on the garments of his sons with him. And he shall be made holy in his garments and his sons and his sons' garments with him. Also, you shall take some of the ram's fat, the fat tail, the fat that covers the innards, the cover of the liver, the two kidneys, the fat that is on them, and the right thigh, for it is a ram of consecration, and one loaf of bread, one cake of oiled bread, and one wafer out of the basket of unleavened bread that is before the Lord. You shall put all of this in Aaron's hands and in his son's hands and shall wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. You shall take them from their hands and burn them on the altar on the burnt offering for a pleasant aroma before the Lord. It is an offering made by fire to the Lord. You shall take the breast of Aaron's ram of consecration and wave it for a wave offering before the Lord. It shall be your portion. You shall sanctify the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the wave offering, which is waved and which is raised up of the ram of consecration, even that which is of Aaron for Aaron and of that which is for his sons. It shall be for Aaron and his sons as their portion forever from the children of Israel. For it is a wave offering. It shall be a wave offering for the children of Israel and the sacrifices of their peace offerings, even their wave offering to the Lord. The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after him to be anointed in them and to be consecrated in them. Seven days shall the son who is priest in his place put them on when he comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place. You shall take the ram of consecration and boil its meat in a holy place. Aaron and his son shall eat the meat of the ram and the bread that is in the basket at the door of the tent of meeting. They shall eat those things with which atonement was made to consecrate and sanctify them. But a stranger shall not eat of it because they are holy. If anything of the meat of the consecration or the bread remains to the morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten because it is holy." 
You shall do so to Aaron and to his sons according to all that I have commanded you. You shall consecrate them seven days. Every day you shall offer the bull of the sin offering for atonement. You shall cleanse the altar when you make atonement for it. You shall anoint it and sanctify it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and sanctify it. And the altar shall be most holy. Whatever touches the altar shall be holy. Now this is that which you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs a year, old day by day, continually. The one lamb you shall offer in the morning. The other shall you offer at evening. And with the one lamb, a tenth part of an ephah of fine flour mixed with the fourth part of a hen of beaten oil and the fourth part of a hen of wine for a drink offering. The other lamb you shall offer at evening and shall do it according to the meal offering of the morning and according to its drink offering for a pleasant aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. It shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tent of meeting before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak there with to you. There I will meet with the children of Israel and the place shall be sanctified by my glory. I will sanctify the tent of meeting and the altar. I will also sanctify Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. I will dwell amongst the children of Israel and will be their God. They shall know that I am the Lord, their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell amongst them. I am the Lord, their God. You shall make an altar to burn incense on. You shall make it of acacia wood. Its length shall be a cubit, and its width a cubit. It shall be square, and its height shall be two cubits. Its horn shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its top, its sides around it. And its horns, you shall make a gold molding around it. You shall make two golden rings for its under its molding on its two ribs, on its two sides, you shall make them. And they shall be for places for poles with which to bear it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. You shall put it before the veil that is by the Ark of the Covenant, before the mercy seat that is over the covenant, where I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn incense of sweet spices on it every morning. When he tends the lamps, he shall burn it. When Aaron lights the lamps at evening, he shall burn it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations." You shall offer no strange incense on it, nor burnt offering, nor meal offering, and you shall pour no drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once in the year. With the blood of the sin offering of atonement once in the year, he shall make atonement for it throughout your generations. It is most holy of the Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, when you take a census of the children of Israel, according to those who are counted amongst them, then each man shall give a ransom for his soul to the Lord when you count them, that there be no plague amongst them when you count them. They shall give this, everyone who passes over to those who are counted, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 geras. Half a shekel for an offering to the Lord. Everyone who passes over to those who are counted from 20 years old and upward shall give the offering to the Lord. The rich shall not give more, the poor shall not give less than half shekel when they give the offering of the Lord to make atonement for your souls. You shall take the atonement money from the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tent of meeting that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, you shall also make a basin of bronze and at its base in which to wash. You shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet in it. 
when they go into the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water that they not die. Or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord. So they shall wash their hands and their feet that they do not die. This shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his descendants throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, also take fine spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels and of fragrant cinnamon, half as much, even 250 and of the fragrant cane, 250 and of cassia, 500, according to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hen of olive oil. You shall make it into a holy anointing oil, a perfume compounded after the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. You shall use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and with all its utensils and the basin with its base. You shall sanctify them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them shall be holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and sanctify them that they may minister to me in the priest's office. You shall speak to the children of Israel saying, this shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh and do not make any like it according to its composition. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, whoever puts any of it on a stranger, he shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take to yourself sweet spices, gum, resin, onyca, galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense. There shall be an equal weight of each. You shall make an incense of it, a perfume after the art of the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You shall beat some of it very small and put some of it before the covenant in the tent of meeting, where I will meet with you. It shall be to you most holy. You shall not make this incense according to its own to its composition for yourselves. It shall be to you holy. It shall be to you holy for the Lord. Whoever shall make any like that to smell of it, he shall be cut off from his people. All right, over to the New Testament and Matthew chapter 26. When Jesus had finished all these words, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days, the Passover is coming and the son of man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes and the elders of the people were gathered together in the court of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. They took counsel together that they might take Jesus by deceit and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, lest a riot occur amongst the people. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster jar of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw this, they were indignant, saying, why this waste for this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor? However, knowing this, Jesus said to them, why do you trouble this woman? She has done a good work for me, for you always have the poor with you, but you don't always have me. For in pouring the ointment and on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Most certainly I tell you, wherever this good news is preached in the world that this woman has done will also be spoken of her as a memorial of her. Then one of the 12, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? So they weighed out for him 30 pieces of silver. From that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, go into the city 
to a certain person and tell him, the teacher says, my time is at hand and I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. The disciples did as Jesus commanded them and they prepared the Passover. Now, when evening had come, he was reclining at the table with the 12 disciples. As they were eating, he said, most certainly I tell you that one of you will betray me. They were exceedingly sorrowful and each began to ask him, is it me? It isn't me, is it Lord? He answered, he who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The son of man goes even as it is written of him, but woe to that man through whom the son of man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who betrayed him, answered, it isn't me, is it rabbi? He said to him, you said it. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks for it and broke it. He gave to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup gave thanks, and gave to them, saying, All of you drink it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. But I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me tonight. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I'm raised up, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter answered him, even if all will be made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, most certainly I tell you that tonight before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. All of the disciples also said likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and severely troubled. Then Jesus said to him, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went forward a little, fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I desire, but what you desire. He came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what, couldn't you watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, my father, if this cup can't pass away from me unless I drink it, your desire be done. He came again and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. He left them again, went away and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Arise, let's be going. Behold, he who betrays me is at hand. While he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and clubs, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he who betrayed him had given them a sign, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he came to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, put your sword back into its place for all those who take the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think that I couldn't ask my father and he wouldn't even, he would even now send me more than 12 legions of angels. How then would the scripture be fulfilled that it must be so? In that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, have you come out as a as against a robber with the swords and clubs to seize me. I sat daily in the temple teaching and you didn't arrest me, 
but all this has happened that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had taken Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered together. But Peter followed him from a distance to the court of the high priest and entered into there and sat with the officers to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, and the whole council sought false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death, and they found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Have you no answer? What is this that these testify against you? But Jesus stayed silent. The high priest answered him, I adjure you by the living God that you tell us whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. Nevertheless, I tell you, after this, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of the sky. Then the high priest tore his clothing, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witness? Behold now, you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He is worthy of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who hit you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the court, and a maid came to him, saying, You are also with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out onto the porch, someone else saw him and said to those who were with him, This man also was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, for your speech makes you known. Then he began to curse and to swear. I don't know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Peter remembered the word which Jesus had said to him before the rooster crows. You will deny me three times. Then he went out and wept bitterly. Well, that's our reading for today. And um, yeah, a few devotional thoughts and meditations to wrap up with today. As we think back to our reading from the Old Testament, quite a bit of reading today, actually. Think about the role of the priesthood in that we read about in the Old Testament. And think about how the concept of priesthood connects with the idea of believers being a royal priesthood from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Uh, in the New Testament, something to think about, a little bit of a study you could do today if you would like to do so. Um, contemplate Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And what should the way Jesus prayed in the face of imminent suffering teach us about surrendering ourselves to God's will? And lastly, today, think about communion. What is the significance of the elements and why do you think Jesus chose to implement them in the way he did? A few thoughts to think about for the day and settle ourselves in God's word. Well, that's our reading for today and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. Thank you.